0: and welcome to the podcast i am your host matt guest with me out in vegas is matt morris looking to move into the new man cave get all the artwork and jerseys hung up on the wall i'm fired up for you let's go dude what up it's
1: gonna be a process oh yeah uh, we've kind of been like talking about through it and do this i'm gonna do this like very um strategically we're moving like two weeks probably and. We've got a couple of weeks before we have to be out of this place after that. So, like, I'm going to be doing measurements. I'm going to be, you know, laying on the ground. I'm going to be standing on the ladder. Like, I'm gonna, it's going to be like a little methodical. It's going to be like they have Breaking Bad scene where the fly <laughs> is going around there, like a little drug kingpin ring. And like, that's the episode I stopped watching. Um, <laughs> so, I'm excited, but also like, can't be drilling holes yet because I get, I get like drill happy, especially when I move. Like, I'm just running around the house with a drill. And I uh, can't be doing that.
0: Yeah, can't be doing that. Also, now that we're 30 plus, dude, like, don't be afraid to hire movers.
1: You know? Uh, like, you got a couple days before you're 30, okay? Enjoy it while you have it. Yeah, it is... yeah. A
0: couple days, barely, by the time this will be out. Um, seriously. Don't be afraid to hire movies. Now, I have a little one, so it makes things a little bit different when you're moving, but <laughs> watching those 22-year-old kids haul my furniture up and down the stairs in and out of their truck was the best money I've ever spent as an <laughs> adult. I'm not going to lie to you because I just I just got a couch from one of the lady's friends and rearranging it and putting it in there as like it's it's real life shit, you know, and you're like, "Wow, I don't want to do this anymore." So, that would be my word of advice. Don't, don't be afraid to spend a little money to watch those kids just haul your shit. And make sure they're young like college kids, not some old salty guys that are going to be hungover.
1: Yeah, dude. This is, we're going to do this one ourselves, but we've got some big, strong friends out here that are going to you know we'll take see. the weight. Then we've got one with a neck injury that's going to just sit next to the U-Haul because those <laughs> of you that move know, if you don't have an individual designated to watch the U-Haul, It's a weird experience, especially if you're in like an apartment complex, you're kind of like sketched out like, well, are people going to take a box? Are they going to, you know, they're going to steal, are they going to steal the couch? No, they're not going to steal the couch. But your mind tells you to be worried about someone stealing (laughs) a 80 pound couch in the 30 seconds it takes you to go back in the house and back outside. The human mind is great, is it not?
0: Yeah, that's what happens when you live in L.A. too before you move somewhere. So. Um, <laughs> let's that get on to the, catchy, Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get on to the podcast. So we had the NFL draft before we recorded this podcast here. So we're going to break down majority of the podcast is going to be about the NFL draft today, who we liked, what we liked about the first round, what teams we thought were successful, which ones not so much and our thoughts on actually some of the overall win totals for some of these teams as we go through the NFL draft. But first it has been a week since we recorded obviously last, but the Bucks were still hanging on by a thread. And that's where we gotta start the podcast today, is our Milwaukee Bucks. Um it went out sorry. And it was I mean, it was it was one of the worst playoff losses in my sports fandom as a Wisconsin sports fan. Now, the Packers still trumped that loss tenfold in the Aaron Rodgers era but it is going to go up there as one of the more disappointing ends to the season. And I had told you it took me about three to five days to stop being like actually upset about it. And last night, Sunday night was the first time I actually sat down and watched almost a full game. I really wanted to watch the Warriors Kings game seven, but it's been hard for me to bounce back um, and watch some basketball, even though I love it during these playoffs after the bucks went out the way that they did, which I'll get to that in a second.
1: Yeah. And I I had this conversation with you a long time ago, but it just gets kind of the idea that I either choose to buy in or not buy in based off how I believe the team is structured. And I think back most recently to when the bucks won the championship and I didn't buy in to like even the emotional attachment to them until the finals had started because I just don't trust Wisconsin sports. Like that's the big thing is being a Wisconsin fan of our teams is I've been destroyed and heartbroken so many times that it's really hard to trust. It's a really toxic relationship. And I'm serious. Like, it's it's a joke, right? In national media, especially between you and I and like how we represent ourselves as Wisconsin sports fans. But it's it's a real toxic relationship because we're in markets (laughs) that have to construct uh, their professional organizations and franchises to be maintaining levels of success. Without ever really, truly going all in the Brewers, the Bucks, the Packers, right? Like there's always this sense of well, we've got to take the defensive tackle because we've got to be thinking about the 10-year window. And well, we can't sign the big bat because we've got to be able to at least fight for the wild card. The Bucks are <laughs> one of the first teams that are like, "Screw, it, We're going to go over the luxury tax. And this is my takeaway, Matt. I don't know basketball as well as you, but I still know basketball because I grew up watching Ray Allen and Sam Cassell and Big Dog. Like I understand the game without understanding maybe all the intricacies of it. And when I think about the Milwaukee Bucks, even over the last four years with the great success they've had and the championship that they won, I still to this day feel like we are a two-guard away from being a dynasty. And Chris Middleton, yes, helps us win a championship. But I genuinely feel like if we had a two-guard, a level of a Jalen Brunson, Jamal Murray, hella Jimmy Butler, this team would be almost unstoppable and would have been almost unstoppable for the last four years. And we might be talking about three, four championships.
0: Yeah, that's exactly how I felt during the game and while it was going on. But then after, I'm glad we've had a few days to digest this. And I, I I, actually disagree with you. I I think that the roster is fine. I don't think that the players are the issue with the Milwaukee Bucks. And there's two things. One is that there is an element of luck, Matt, when it comes to basketball, you know? Katie's toe was on the line. Kyrie, Kyrie's ankle happened to get turned. James Harden pulled his hamstring in that Nets series, right? Giannis goes out, but then Trey Young gets banged up against the Hawks, and so on and so forth. And then to last year, Chris Middleton, freak injury out for the playoffs. Really could have used him last year and would have beaten Boston with him, in my opinion. This year, 10 minutes into the game, Giannis gets hurt. And is out pretty much all of game one, pretty much all game two, pretty much all of game three. And then we have the epic collapses in the fourth and fifth games for Milwaukee. So there's an element of luck, especially in basketball and in the NBA playoffs specifically because they're so long and injuries happen. Joel Embiid's out tonight for the the Philadelphia 76ers. They still won. Where I'm going with this is I think they've been a bit unlucky the past two years. Now, that doesn't ultimately make up for the fact that they've lost, but the other reason I think and it's obvious and it's inexcusable to me is the coaching is blowing two 10-plus point leads in a row in the fourth quarter, is going 10 straight possessions in the fourth quarter without a timeout while the bench for the Miami Heat cuts, it cuts your 16-point lead in half. It's little things like that where, yes, a two-guard or a guy who can make shots off the dribble would be fantastic, but if you can't have a coach go in there, stop the momentum, stop the iso ball, not preach, let's run up and down the court, not waste any shot clock, and chuck quick threes, even though that's not the right shot. I think this is on Coach Bud. I know the news of his brother passing away before game four like really puts a wrench in a lot of this. But from a business standpoint, we all know he was getting fired if KD doesn't step on the three-point line. Let's not make the same mistake the Packers and other organizations in sports do all the time is we won with this guy, so we need to stay loyal to him. I hate calling for a job, but the way that the Bucs went out this year is inexcusable from a coaching standpoint. And I think the easy fix for Milwaukee isn't making this big splash. It's keeping the group together, but just with a new voice.
1: And we attested to this even before they won the championship, right? And then he wins the championship. Correct. And I want you to correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. Two pieces to this. Chris had a bad season because he had the injury in the playoffs, right? Or last year, we'll just say. And he was just rusty this season.
0: Chris played almost 30 regular season games, less than. He didn't come back till about two months before the season because he had a knee injury from last postseason and then really hurt his wrist right at the beginning of the year, like a week before the first game of the season. Shooting wrist, might
1: I add. Yep. yep. And um, okay, so we're going to say two years, this year, last year, right? Playoff impact of an injury from Chris. Because I, I don't think we saw the best Chris this playoffs. There's no question Correct. about that. Okay, so two years. Correct me if I'm wrong. Pre-championship, we also had a postseason run where Chris was hurt, right? I... No, I don't think we had one where Chris was hurt now. Okay. Take that off the table. What do we like to say on this show? Your best trait is, right? Availability availability is the best ability. It's the
0: best motto in sports, and it's the truest motto in sports.
1: Absolutely. And and, and this isn't like my take on the two guards, not saying that Chris isn't a great player, that Chris didn't help win a championship. I'm sorry. I'm going to relate this to the most recent injury in sports of magnitude, Jacob DeGrom. I'm not going to feel bad for the Texas Rangers if they get to the ALDS, ALCS, and boom. Oh, uh, well, we would have won if you know Jacob didn't get hurt. Well, we're getting to a point with Chris where I can't trust that you're going to be there when we need you to. I went into this postseason not excited because I was like, well, Chris isn't Chris. like." We're, we're down to big two, what big two and a third with, you know, Brooke Lopez. And the second piece to this Matt is Trey Young's comments about Quinn Snyder in Atlanta. And Quinn Snyder has been a phenomenal coach. I met him almost 11 years ago when I was like 19 bartending in Milwaukee. Um, Great guy, by the way. But his comments were, and I'm going to paraphrase his quote, which is, I know we, th- with this coach, Quinn will bring a championship to Atlanta. The confidence that Trey spoke of with Quinn in that offense and the way he controls the team and everything was of a professional nature of a top tier coach. I haven't felt this or seen this in in a professional team. He's got it right. And I think the Bucks felt that way when they got bud because they had Jason. and It's a big step up for bud. But my final comment is just you're missing the opportunity to change the organization by not letting bud walk and i don't know who the replacement would be i don't know the game enough i don't have the list in front of me but this is the, the big moment where you have to make a decision do you stick with him or do you not and if you don't does does firing him firing him cost you Giannis? because this will be now two coaches that Giannis may love or have fallen in love with that you let go for the betterment of the team but maybe Giannis doesn't understand that
0: yeah, to paraphrase Giannis after the game, he criticized coaching pretty bad. He said, we could have made more adjustments. We could have put me on Chris, or on him, Chris, on, on uh, Jimmy Butler. I would have liked to see that, but when coach makes... He, but, you know, Giannis, he's he's like, when coach says what he's going to do and what the game plan is, I'm not going to argue with him, which is kind of one of his faults, you know? Like, there needs to be a point where you're like, no, I'm the best guy, I'm taking Jimmy, right? Like, do you hear that story from Kawhi in 2019? saying that about Giannis in Toronto when they're about to go down 3-0 to the Bucks, and he's like, I'm going to guard Giannis for the rest of the game. Don't worry about it. Jimmy Butler, on the shot that he hit to tie the game to send it to overtime Milwaukee, allegedly, per Eric Spolstra, said, no, you're not drawing this play up for someone else. You're drawing it to me. I'm going to be that guy. And, you know, like, that's, that's one thing you kind of want in your superstars, so it's kind of, a, I don't know, I don't want to say a discredit to Giannis, but also at the same time, he was pretty critical of the coach after the game. Um, and he's also not blameless. Like, I'm not saying this is all on Chris Middleton or this is all on the coach. This is, Giannis missed 13 free throws yeah. team itself. Missed 20 something free throws. Like the guys didn't go out there and get the job done. But at the end of the day, I think that's, I don't want to say the easy fix, but the necessary fix is to, to move on from bud. I personally am for, you said you didn't have the list. I think the obvious name that's out there right now is Nick nurse. The coach for the Toronto Raptors just got fired. The one who was there for Kawhi when they won the title. Um, you know, I'd, I'd shoot my shot and try and get Ty Lu from the Clippers. You know how I feel about him, bro. Like You know how I feel about Ty Lue. Um, I think he's top five in the league by far. There's a lot of animosity in L.A. There's a lot of rumors going out there right now about the Clippers and that team and where they want to go. Um, I'll say this. If for any reason they let him go or something happens there where that team just kind of moves on and fully rebuilds off of the Kawhi, Paul George, um, it's
1: inexcusable on the ownership part of Milwaukee not to go get him. So He's last that question good. for yeah. you, because you know you know the league far better than I do. I expect when a coach is going to be let go after a big letdown, that it happens almost immediately. Is the NBA different? Would we ex- would we see? I a just coach I, I
0: think I think his brother dying changes everything. Like I think that the humanity of that, like imagine your brother dying and then getting fired from your job the next day with your employer knowing after everything that you've done for your employer. You know, like. There's still people, and I agree yeah. with you. Like I, I think that might single handedly take the conversation off the table, which I don't agree with. But it's been a week, you know. Let's well, give it question. a month, right? Like, like I, it, it, it. It all depends, Matt. Like if Lu comes out, maybe maybe he does. I don't know. Um, usually it's pretty quick though. It's similar to football. You know,
1: I was going to say that usually they, they don't quick, have like, like
0: a black Monday cause more teams make the playoffs, but it's a, it, it's similar for sure. I mean, Quinn Snyder, yeah. the coach for Atlanta got fired mid and then they hired Quinn Snyder Quinn came, midseason yeah. uh, for Atlanta this year, which is really weird, but it worked out. I, I like Quinn who's He's a great coach. Um, I don't know about the whole championship thing, but he's, he's a very good coach.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, Atlanta, good luck with that. You know, comments are comments, uh, <laughs> right. Less, uh, Kind of sum the culture that's being built there, but right. This is a this is a billion dollar business, and I was thinking about this the other day in regards to like if Giannis leaves, um, they've built this district around Pfizer Form with the concept that the Bucks will be good. If the Bucks are bad, that entire district dies. You know, right. You have ha- countless employees at these bars and these restaurants and these shops that no longer see the same amount of revenue come through you see businesses close you see what was this shining part of the city very possibly die for a period of maybe a decade or decades as it was supposed to be again the the spotlight of milwaukee this is a city's like livelihood on the line i don't give (laughs) a shit who dies i don't care (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're fired. Like you cannot think from a human morale perspective here. You can't. Like I I I get it. It's really unfortunate. But you're a professional. You failed. You failed last year. Like there are circumstances, and I'll give you a week. But then I'm gonna have to call you into the office and sit you down, and I'm gonna have to let you go.
0: Yeah, we'll see. By the time that yeah, by the time the episode's out, it'll be a week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they give it like two to two to four weeks. If we don't hear anything by uh June first, I'll say. It, it's not happening. Um I wanted him gone that night. Now I don't think my I don't think I'm gonna change my mind on that. We'll have plenty of off season to break yeah. that shit down. We'll have plenty of There's off a season lot, to man. break it down. And um, uh last bummer thing, man. I mean, yeah.
1: Best hockey team of all time, right? Record exactly. They yeah, have bounced I mean. too. Hey, luck luck is real. You you're not wrong. Luck is luck is absolutely real. And the Bucks have been unlucky and really 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 lucky they like, got lucky that one it, i it mean you can go ways. back
0: you can go back to every single especially in the nba yeah. every title over the past 20 years something injury wise has happened whether it's steve nash getting hip checked into the scorers table Kawhi leonard getting undercut by zaza petrulia um the list goes on katie's toe Kyrie's ankle like it, Matt Dell Kyrie t- fucking breaking his kneecap again. One of the finals like Durant Kevin Love getting his glazed, arm getting ACL. shot at it, yeah. the, the list. It's every year, man. So you know. which would be actually maybe we can we can chalk this up. I'll do this for ourselves here. Like maybe we can make a list just for NBA like biggest injuries, biggest what ifs or I know Bill Simmons does that, which is cool. But let's get to football. Um, I guess next year, Giannis, fuck me. Fuck us. Huh? <laughs> There's always next year. Oh, last thing to your point is never trusting them. I did tweet this. This is a quote from my father about Wisconsin sports teams. It is, in quotes, they'll always let you down, comma,
1: son. Should we tattoo that in like really small lettering on Austin's like wrist right now and just like... Trying hard to not be that guy. (laughs) you know he'll, I am. he'll learn on the
0: Apple phone. didn't the Apple didn't fall far from the tree from <laughs> no, my dad to <laughs> me. Sorry, sorry son. All right, let's get football. Okay, so pretty fun draft. I feel like oh, every year it's like oh yeah, there's gonna be so many trades and this stuff's gonna happen. Last year's draft was a lot of trades. The Hollywood Brown AJ Brown stuff was pretty cool. Uh, A couple teams training up this year. It was a bit anticlimactic, but it was also what we thought the whole time. Matt, is this class was okay? There wasn't it wasn't as sexy as classes in the past. So um, what we're going to do, we're just going to kind of go through the first round and talk about the teams as they come up as well. Don't necessarily have like a structure for divisions or anything. So we're just going to go through one through 32 or 31, whatever, and talk about the teams that drafted them. So let's start with Carolina. Bryce Young, number one overall. They mortgaged their future for Bryce Young. Obviously, you and I were both on board with him getting drafted number one. How did you feel about their draft overall? So they got him. They took Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss, the wide receiver, a linebacker from Oregon in the third, uh, a guard in the fourth, and then a safety in the fifth. But that that combo, Young and Mingo, I thought that was a pretty nice, um, pretty nice draft for them.
1: Yeah, and... I'll just say this out front, you know, where this is going to pertain to almost anything we talk about here, at least from my perspective, I'm really only comfortable with the first and second round guys because I didn't go deep into the draft series this year. We didn't go deep into it, you know, like we were so deep the last few years. I was getting fired up about third, fourth and fifth round guys because I had watched the film and, you know, this and that. And I just didn't do that this year. Um, and Mingo was a guy that I was able to find, uh, information on through Twitter a couple of weeks before the draft. And there was a profile that I, I, think I had texted you or sent you about, uh, his, his overall grades, this, you know, this account had decided to you know put a bunch of numbers together through the combine through production and give everybody a grade. And they had like dated it back like 10, 15 years. And his grades were absolutely off the charts. I mean, he was like, fourth or fifth best wide receiver in the last 15 years. Now, again, this is just one account and it's one person's <laughs> view and this and that, but I loved the Mingo pick and I felt like after losing more in the trade to the Bears, they had to go out and get a guy that could amplify and give Bryce a chance. Like, and that's Mingo in my opinion. So, I really feel strongly that they at least have a weapon for him. And I think as the next few years move forward, they could hopefully sign some guys because they did give up such a strong draft capital to have the uh, option to draft him. Um, But overall, I'm never a really big believer in trading up in the draft. I don't think it has worked very well for very many teams. Now that opinion may change as we talk about our next team.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with you. Go get a guy that he can be a rookie with. Come up in the draft with. Hopefully, you have even a similar success to an Andy Dalton and AJ Green. Right, like those guys got drafted the same year, formed a really good chemistry, had the best you know time in their careers together playing together. Um, they did give up a lot, just like the second team. The Houston Texans went two three, CJ Stroud and Will Anderson apparently. The GM really wanted, or sorry, the owner really wanted CJ Stroud and the head coach wanted Will Anderson. So the owner said, fuck it, we'll get them both. Um, They gave away their first round next year, which is huge. But they went and got their guys, Matt. I don't think Houston is like, too far away from being good but the cj stroud pick has to hit i totally agree with him going number two he's the second best quarterback and if you were going to take a quarterback as the houston texans you cannot take richardson levis or any of the other quarterbacks at two over cj stroud because you would regret it moving forward um, I thought the Will Anderson pick was a no-brainer there for whoever wanted to go get him in the top three. And at the end of the day, I think this is a win for both Houston and Arizona because Arizona is obviously in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, and I think they have a really, really good shot at getting him now.
1: Yeah, I was shocked when they took Stroud, um, and that was because we had heard up in, about a month ago we heard the news that the GM in Houston is it Caruso, Matt? Like,
0: what? no, it's not Caruso. It's some... Um,
1: it starts with like a... I, I don't know. See, anyways, while I while I look this up, um, that he may leave. And I think that started with the idea that the owner probably was in his ear. Um, Nick Casero. No, he's that.
0: he's not the owner, he's the no GM. He's a GM. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so Nick Casero was possibly gonna leave. And my guess is because again, you know, he had the idea of we're gonna hire D'Amico Ryans, we're gonna draft a defensive player owner comes in and says, no, you're not. And it's like, well, you hired me to do a job. If you're not going to allow me to do the job, I'm just, I'm done. Right. Like I'm not going to be a part of a project that I'm not fully building. Then to your point, he said, okay, well go get them both then, you know, (laughs) right. Problem with that is next year's class is very strong as of right now that we're leading into, right. We're expecting the 2024 draft to be very strong. You have Caleb Williams. And I think as I've looked through mock drafts today, the very early 2024 mock drafts, which are always so correct a year out, um, everyone has Houston Texans picking either second or third, which means Arizona will have their pick and pick second or third. And you and I kind of talked before we jumped on tonight and I said, not so fast. I genuinely think the Texans have a shot at five, six, or even seven wins this season. It's because they play in a very, very, very weak division. Think about the Titans. That's a possibility of two wins right there. You know, we talk about how the Lions have beaten the very good Packers team in the past. That means that this Texans team could beat the Jaguars. There's opportunity there. They play the Colts, who are going to have a rookie quarterback. There is possibly yet another win. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that this pick for them next year falls in the 7-13 to 13 range, which would then have taken them out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, even if they had not traded up for Will Anderson. So I think grabbing Shroud and Anderson gives you a foundational piece on offense and defense. And as you said, you have to hit. If you're wrong, you're out two seasons. And now you're waiting for the next quarterback. So I loved it. I've been waiting years for a team to do something like this where they just fall in love with guys and they say we're going to cornerstone the market right here. They did that. Really hoping they hit a home run
0: yeah and like i said win it's a win for arizona like they know who they are they're not going to be competitive this year it is what it is right and being having houston's first round pick is not a bad gamble you mentioned their win total they're set at five and a half right now on FanDuel Sportsbook. it is juiced to the over minus 144 i think is what it says here to the over so you could be right about that but worst case scenario that's a that's the 13th pick right um so i think it's a win on both sides the fourth pick was anthony richardson in division there to the colts matt and i don't think enough people are talking about this being a great man maybe not great but very good i think it was a very good draft for indianapolis because richardson has a ton of upside they can ground and pound with him and jonathan taylor right but what i thought they did was actually go and get the three positions of need for them immediately to help them start competing with the Jaguars week 1. Um they went out and got Anthony Richardson. Uh, I didn't know much about this kid Brents from Kansas State, but they got a corner second round 13th pick and then they went and picked Josh Downs out of North Carolina who's a f- fantastic wide receiver. Drake May is going to be a top 2 quarterback in next year's draft which is kind of funny that they would say that downs is going from a worse quarterback from college to the pros probably but with that being said downs is a big reason may was good too so i actually thought indianapolis at least with their top three picks did a really really good job at addressing immediate needs and i'm proud of them for not taking will levis right and blowing all that smoke and i'm not trying to dump on levis i do we both kind of feel bad for him even though we were talking smack at him since last college football season but um, I'm happy they went with Richardson. Went with way more upside and a guy that can be coached into more accuracy, rather than someone who is kind of trending as a bust in Will Levis.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing I like about this is you can bust on this pick. They didn't trade for up. sure. They have their future picks. If you're completely wrong and he's just not the guy, you're probably going to be bad. Let's be honest. Yep. You go into a quarterback class next year. You talked about North Carolina's quarterback. You have Caleb Williams. You have at least one more name on here that I haven't dug into yet.
0: It's Drake may. Yeah,
1: there you go. Drake may. Um, There's opportunity. So I love it. You can be wrong. This team has a bigger window because of Jonathan Taylor's age, because of Quinn Nelson's age. Like you've got time to be wrong. And if you're right, you're talking about a top five, top three quarterback in the league. I mean, Pete Carroll came out and said, when asked if they even considered him, he said, there has never, ever, ever been another quarterback with the physical athletic traits that Richardson has. He is the yep. best ever. He's raw, Like it was that simple. Like yeah. we're talking about Cam Newton. Like he Michael might, Thick. he
0: might only, yeah, he might only complete 52% of his passes, but he may do something on the football field that we've the Be LeBron James out there. Yeah. Like we don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I loved it. Absolutely. Love that pick. And, really rooting for him and i'm excited because he's got jonathan taylor he's got an unbelievable pair of guards in center and you know you talked about downs Pittman's at least experienced enough on an expiring deal that like he's gonna be good do they click you know it's gonna be exciting
0: yeah for sure and you mentioned pete carroll because they have the next pick seattle i mean they're the darlings of the draft right (laughs) i mean they reached up and got your guy you called him your number one guy uh devin witherspoon Illinois, there well. he goes, right? Number one uh, for our number one, first cornerback off the board. And I mean, just their overall draft. And then they get in Jigba at 20 as we sat there and cried. Well, I sat there and cried as a Green Bay fan for passing over him. Flip that to the second round, six pick Derek Hall, outside linebacker for our Auburn. And then they no big deal. Just picked up Kenneth Walker's uh, one, two punch. And my guy, Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA, just and that's just their four to t- first four picks. They had one, two, three, four, five, six other ones. I'm sure one of them will be fine. Make it on the field at some point next year. Seattle is by far one of the winners of draft week. I don't like saying there's one winner because there was a few, but there was no doubt after round one, that Seattle wasn't going to be a darling this year. And they, in my opinion, they hit it out of the park. They won the Russell Wilson trade. I was dead wrong about that. Unless Russ wins a title for Denver, which it's not trending in that way, but they have Sean Payton now. Um, What they, the Seattle Seahawks, have done with that Russell Wilson trade is an all-time example of how to get rid of your aging old big contract Hopefully, in a similar way, the Packers cash out. But, oh my goodness, did Russell um, bless Seattle by leaving.
1: Well, and um, from the Broncos' perspective, because we won't be talking about them because they're not in the <laughs> first round. Yeah, let's just draft yet another wide receiver. Um, that organization, man. I don't they're care. They're a mess. I don't care how good Mims Ju- Is it Mims Jr.? I think it's Mims Jr. Um, turns out to be. They're a mess. Disaster you have an entire wide receiver room filled with talent and you take another one.
0: Let's mix it up in there. Huh?
1: (laughs) No sense. Like KJ Hamler hasn't yet to be given the opportunity. Uh, Anyways, um, Witherspoon, man, I'm telling you, I watched enough tape on him to absolutely fall in love. And I watched tape on sauce last year. I watched tape on, um, stingley last year I, we watched tape on the kid for the chiefs last year they're not as to me at least as good as witherspoon i'm even saying a lot that about sauce like sauce is good and he was aggressive but witherspoon is bigger and more aggressive and that might come back to haunt him a little bit right aggressiveness is not always good i think witherspoon could be incredible um love that pick And then in Jigma, like we love him. I I I wish him all the luck and I hope he becomes an absolute phenomenal player. But I'm gonna wrap this by saying the Seahawks did so good in this draft, they lost for me, because what they did in this draft was they absolutely cemented themselves as a bottom 15 draft pick for the next five years. If Geno (laughs) Smith isn't the guy, they're screwed. They're screwed because this team will be able to win enough games without, in spite of him to ever sniff a halfway decent quarterback. And that scares me. Um, that's why I was really hoping Richardson fell so that they had that safety net. And I just don't see a way that this team is bad for five years. Every set, like set piece that they need, secondary, completely locked up, running back core, completely locked up, wide receiver core, locked up everything you really need to just be moderately good is there i really hope gino shines because he could have a run there of five six seven years possibly as he gets closer to 40 where he's just surrounded by talent and able to manage games
0: yeah i I don't disagree with you um next team was the cardinals they moved back to six honestly after looking at their board they had a pretty nice day or a pretty nice weekend, I shouldn't say just day. They got Paris Johnson at the six. They got Houston's first round next year, as I mentioned earlier. They got B.J. Olojiwari out of LSU, the outside linebacker, uh, got a corner receiver. I-, I think what they did was actually pretty solid. Like I said earlier, I don't have much more to say about Arizona. I think they're winners of the weekend. Yeah, they're not going to be competing for a title, but at least they know that. And I thought, after looking at this draft too, like they had a nice weekend. They did well.
1: Yeah, I mean they picked the best um, natural fit tackle, Skoransky, a little smaller. Um, Johnson, great outside tackle, and they did what we've said you should do if you're rebuilding. Yep, take care of the foundation. That's what they're doing. Keep sure pieces, left tackle. Let's start the process from the foundation, and we'll see what happens come draft season next year is it a new quarterback yeah. are we taking weapons for kyler are we bringing more offensive line in are we getting defense like they've set themselves up to be successful i'm very happy with what they did
0: yeah or you could be the raiders and just live in limbo you know like <laughs> Forever. Wh- what are we gonna do uh, let's oh we have the seventh pick let's uh oh, let's take jalen carter No, nah, maybe christian gonzalez no nah, maybe smith and jig but no nah. we're gonna take tyree wilson and this is zero disrespect to tyree wilson but why like why d end with i know Chandler jones had a rough year and you have max crosby but d end is what we land on with gonzalez sitting there on the board i don't know i just uh, you already have a solid enough d line for me i thought they no doubt were taking a secondary player which would have been a cornerback here um i do like the michael Meyer pickup at tight end but those two guys alone outside of the rest of their draft are obviously who they're investing the most in. They're not making them any they're not giving them a half a win on the season on the sports book, you know? Like what are those two guys doing to separate them or get them in the conversation even with Denver? I don't know, man. Like what did you think about this Raiders draft? I was underwhelmed to say the least. They had an opportunity and I and I feel like they swung and missed. Well, I hope Tyree proves me wrong, but
1: First and foremost, did you see his swag at the draft?
0: Yeah, he looked awesome.
1: He looks perfect for Vegas. For Vegas. Um, I think he had the swaggiest, like stunt out of everybody. And I'm probably, you know, really hinting at my age here because I'm a nineties kid, <laughs> but uh he looked good. Um this I'm gonna bring the same conversation to you that we'll talk about with the Packers here in a little bit. Crosby's great. Jones is a washed up pile of garbage. He uh, is washed up pile of garbage we're, we're, what are we joking about here one one good game in the last two years and a great you know handoff from the patriots which won a game if you give max crosby an el- not even an elite but a good edge rush on the other side you amplify him you make things more difficult on the offense you make your cornerbacks and your safeties a little bit better if you don't have an edge rush, I don't care if you have Deion Sanders out there, it's going to be difficult for them to keep up with the receivers because Raiders just weren't able to get pressure last year without Max Crosby, right? I love the pick. I think it's necessary for the foundation of this defense. I think they can figure out cornerbacks as the Eagles have, as other teams have. You can scrap together a secondary. If you've got an elite level pass rush, you can make the secondary work. I think this was the right pick. I do think Witherspoon probably would have been the pick had he fallen.
0: Yeah, you're probably right there. That's true. You're probably right there. Um, moving on to another head scratcher, but the more time that I put into this, I liked it. Was Bijan Robinson going to Atlanta? Before I lead, I want actually before I lead, I want you to lead. Like you tell me when you saw him go to Atlanta, what do
1: you think? i just thought to myself he must be elite and i said to <laughs> all my coworkers because i'm I, you know i requested to be him back because i'm watching the draft as i'm making drinks no joke about it this is my second christmas opening day nfl draft round one and they take him and i'm just like i don't understand it like we have a track record now in the nfl of looking at first round running backs in the top tier of the draft and it's like it's not worth it saquon barkley great player not worth it right like um Over and over and over and over. Tomlinson, Peterson, worth it. Two guys, elite talent that you saw in college. And you knew, you knew probably Hall of Famers. I knew Peterson, at least of Oklahoma. Kids gonna be a Hall of Famer. He just had it. Now, I didn't watch Robinson. I didn't watch college football the last couple of years. So I did not see that. I don't know. They must believe that.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's really good. You know, he's very, very, very good. But why I liked it is because they committed to Ritter. And what are you gonna do? You have him, you have Algier, you have Cordell Patterson, who now yeah. can stay healthy because he doesn't have to do too much. He's getting old, right? He's he's in his mid 30s. It's old for the NFL. You got London, you've got Kyle Pitts, they've got a squad, you know, yeah. like they have what it takes to play around a young quarterback. And they play in a pretty winnable division and just shirt up the defense with signings in the offseason. Um, I loved it they're going to give Ritter every opportunity to go out there and prove that he's a good player. And if he's not, guess what? Atlanta's going to, that's going to be a pretty good spot for free agents, potential trades. And then, yeah, next year, if they need to find a way to move up in the draft Two, I, I forgot what other team you we were talking about uh, that didn't lose anything because they didn't use it. Oh, the Colts. They also didn't really yeah. trade up or lose any draft capital moving forward, which I think is great. And shit, if they hit on a, third fourth round quarterback whatever Ritter ended up being that's a win but dude Bijan Robinson is he's f- unbelievable
1: Matt is Cincinnati and Kentucky in the same college division conference? No
0: Kentucky's in SEC school Cincinnati I think the Cincinnati's actually moving to the Big 12 either next year or the year after right now the Cincinnati plays in the American Athletic Conference okay. but Ritter's run with Cincinnati is the reason they're moving to um i think it's the big 12 and their old coach from cincinnati is now the head coach um in wisconsin
1: yes 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 i and was he's just
0: bringing all those guys in
1: i was just curious if ritter had played levitt's um because no, I think this was a better choice. they may have they may have um
0: they may have. I'm not sure because I know Cincinnati and at least Eastern Kentucky, if I'm getting, if my geography is correct is right next to each other. Okay. Yes. Um, good question. Um, any other thoughts? You ready to move on to Philly? The other yeah. darling. Let's do it. The the, da- the second darling of the ball, Philadelphia. And I think Philadelphia, and we talked about this before the draft would have been a darling regardless because they would have really had to fuck up their draft to not look great. And not only did they not fuck up their draft, they hit a home run. Now, are they a little all in on Georgia? Yes. But at the end of the day, they've been the best college team for three years. They end up with Jalen Carter at nine <laughs> and then towards the latter half of the draft. Oh, who falls right into their lap? Nolan Smith at 30. <laughs> um, you can't really ask for much more than that if you're Philadelphia, right? Oh, but yes, you can. They not only do all of that. By the way, they were in the freaking Super Bowl last year, um, but they end up trading for DeAndre Swift and they still get Ringo. Uh, what was that? The fourth, fourth round? Like, If I did have to like put money on who won, it was probably them. What do you think?
1: Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And it was because I had concerns about Carter just like everyone else did, only because everyone else did, right? All you hear is what everyone's buzzing about. And when you start seeing him fall, you start realizing that buzz is real. As opposed to the Will Levitt's possibly going first overall. Vegas is changing the sports books odds for Will Levitt's to possibly go number one. He didn't even get taken in the first round. What incredible smoke show we saw. <laughs> Carter was real, right? There was yeah. obvious concern there. And we have it from, you know, the criminal evidence that was unfortunate with that nature. But... My big takeaway was Jordan Davis pairs up with Carter. If there is anywhere Carter is going to be successful, it is next to his college teammate, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis successful because of Carter. Carter successful because of Davis. Packers have Wyatt. Why was Wyatt successful? Because of these two. You now build the foundation for an incredibly challenging defensive line. A team that will make things very difficult for the rush and force you into the pass against a very good secondary. This is an absolute home run. Nolan Smith, you know, complete wild card in the pass rush game. They will develop him into a a very, very good I-9 technique. Pass rusher, I'm excited. Um, Very, very, very excited for what the Eagles did. And I said to my coworkers, I said, this must just be a league-wide conspiracy because I don't (laughs) understand it. Like the NFC must just hate the Chiefs enough where they said, you've been nominated philadelphia eagles you're our dynasty go beat them over the next five years
0: (laughs) yeah potentially man i don't know It was a pretty it's pretty wild pretty wild trade over there especially to send swift um wild but uh, the 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 chicago bears were next they actually i really liked what the bears did they had a million picks but i thought specifically their first four picks were great i love the darnell Wright pick at 10 i thought that was a perfect pick don't get crazy right don't draft because you want to draft for what you need uh darnell right has he was the sec lineman of the year he's, he's legit he's gonna be a great player and then they went three defenders right back to back to back unfortunately for them they traded for Chase claypool or else they could have had joey porter jr which would have gave me an a plus 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 for them but instead the steelers had a super fun draft which we'll get to them here shortly
1: yeah um we talked about the trade. I didn't didn't agree with that when it happened. Don't agree with it now, but can't play life in hindsight. Bears were able to trade out of the first overall pick, acquire assets. You know they did they did enough to make up for that. Uh, but took the offensive lineman that we were asking them to take, right? Not necessarily the one, but they took a guy that I think is going to be a great foundation for this team and building the foundation yet again, right? Rebuild. That's the whole premise of everything they've been doing is start to bring a different culture and a different way of personal development. I think this draft started that for them.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I have I have zero complaints about what Chicago did. They still have so much capital moving forward. Um, it's all on fields, right? He's got his guy this year. The next team was the Tennessee Titans. They took our boy Skrotsky mm. out of Northwestern. I actually loved the pick. You know, I was like, you know what? Why take a weapon? You know, you lost Taylor Lewan. That's actually a massive loss for them. They need to shore up that offensive line. If you're going to keep riding with Derrick Henry, you're definitely going to need to shore up that offensive line. Um, and all signs point to them sticking with Ryan Tannehill, at least for now. Mike Vrabel said it's going to be Tannehill one, Willis two, and now Will Levitz, their second-round pick, number three. And after that, it's up to them to decide who wants to take the job. Well, um, they ended up taking Levitz, what, Matt? Second pick of the second round. So um, that's where he ended up falling to. But I thought they actually had a really good draft, honestly, ten- I for mean, where Tennessee's at.
1: Well, this is probably going to be our new narrative when we talk and look back 10 years from now don't give up too many assets for an unproven unknown Well, you right know, like that's what the draft really comes down to we just don't know and they got Levitts in the second round when they could easily have taken him at 11 and panicked right just got to get a quarterback got to replace Tannehill we have to do it it's it's not Malik Willis we got to take Levitts they didn't they took a foundational piece You know, they've got Skronsky. They're going to probably play him at guard this year because they did sign a left tackle to a three-year deal. He will be the left tackle of the future. That's my guess. He'll be a great guard, great foundational piece. Get Levitz, second round. If he sucks, you're bad. Same sweepstakes we've been talking about with everybody else. This in the moves they made, at least on day one into day two, is an A for me, really putting this organization in a good place for next year and seeing, hey, are we competitive or are we in a full rebuild?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I totally agree with you. Um, I, I, yeah, I think you're right. Like, how could we not waste the pick on an assets that and on an asset that's devalued right now? Yep. They traded up to get him in the second round, but yeah, he they could have easily panicked at 11 and ended up with probably a shittier draft. Um, I like that. We'll, we'll move forward. With that we'll have to put that in the archive. Moving on to the next team is the Detroit Lions map, and let me read you the names that they got. Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, Sam Laporta, Brian Branch, and Hendon Hooker. Now, if I were to tell you that they got (laughs) Gibbs and went in that order, I feel like your thoughts would be like, oh, my gosh. But you look at those names to start the draft. That's a pretty damn good draft. It's a pretty damn good draft. They made the shock of the draft by drafting Gibbs and then the next day trading Swift. But you look at those names from the top prospect lists that we went over going into it um they crushed it in my opinion
1: crushed it and that was the takeaway day 2 where I was like damn you know they they got an A plus on day 2 and my immediate thought after they took branch was well they made up for day 1 you know like and I think you Bro. presented it perfectly here which is the five names in the order actually don't matter after the draft is over. It will in five years when we look back and we're like, "Oh my god, they could have had this guy, yeah, right? right?" But right, right. But you don't have the foresight of that. And everything we've seen on Gibbs has been elite. And I think you brought this up when we were, you know, prepping today, which is he's going to be used in the passing game a lot. Which I have heard and agreed with over the last couple of days. They added a weapon. They added a guy in space. That makes plays. What do they currently have? Guys in space that can make plays. Bring more of that to the table on top of a guy that's coachable and has leadership qualities, things that we have heard Swift does not have. You're again bringing culture fits into a Campbell led team. And why did they have success last year? It's because their team was bought in. If Swift wasn't bought in, there's a reason he was traded. Get a guy in there that can do the job that was intended to be done. And they got five incredible pieces, Matt.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Swift is just sadly unreliable. You know, like yeah. in the fact that they traded him to Philly, they traded him there because that's his hometown. Like they did him a solid, which is just leaving, you know, the just fucking putting it in the piggy bank, right? Like this is why Detroit's building a good culture. This is a good culture. People aren't going to bash them, right? You're going to get free agents eventually, so on and so forth. Um, they crushed it, man. They crushed it. Another team I thought did well was our team. Now they picked thirteenth. They passed on Smith and Jigbo. As of today, I don't think I'm happy with that. Still, not that I don't like Van Ness. Uh, I think he's going to be a great fit for Green Bay. I think just the fan in me, and this is why I wish I was a little less biased about like being a fan. Is like I just wish for once the Packers would take the best guy out there. You know, like it just like. Oh, that would be so cool to take the number one receiver in the draft. But in hindsight, Van Ness, Musgrave, Reed, Kraft in your top four, not too damn bad. Two tight ends, a really, really high-quality receiver, receiving prospect and an elite project at defensive end. It's a pretty good draft for Green Bay and where they are.
1: Matt, if we have Aaron Rodgers, we take Nijigma. No questions asked. Yeah. We have an unproven question mark at quarterback who could be the guy, or we could be talking next week about how we didn't pick up his fifth year option and how all of it must've been a smoke screen and that in reality, they just wanted to run this organization the way it was supposed to be ran. And they were going to figure quarterback out without Rodgers, no matter what we don't know. So what do you do when you don't know what you have at quarterback? You build the foundation. That was taking an edge. That was finding a way to make sure that no matter who's that quarterback, we've got a piece that makes our football team better immediately. And I stand by what I said to you draft night, which is our only pass rush that I can trust right now is Rashawn Gary, who's coming off a torn ACL, who's entering a contract year. We need to safety net ourselves and we need to amplify his ability on the other side and taking a kid that's raw, who is young, I like it. And when you think yeah. about where we are, if love is the guy over the next two or three years, it's taking a dart and throwing it at a board for pass rushers. Anything after 15 is a complete chance for the pass rush game. It just usually doesn't happen. There's maybe two, maybe three guys in a draft, and they're usually top 15. We had no choice but to make this pick because it was foundational. I genuinely think if We had Rodgers. We take Jackson. But we'll see. Time will tell. I loved everything else they did. They've given him every opportunity to showcase himself this year, and if they pick up the option, the next year. And if not, we got the foundation for the next guy.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think we're finally going to see Matt LaFleur slash Kyle Shanahan's offense, right? two receiving and blocking tight ends, two tall, big receivers on the outside with a smaller gadgety, fast receiver on the inside that they just drafted with Reed. Um, I, I Matt, think we're really going to see a team that features Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, right? Matt, I ask Love you this. works
1: off that. Yeah, go for it. All right, so and we're fucking taking forever to do this, so I'm sorry, but it's draft, and it's going to happen that way. My question for you, you get to choose between Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. And who do we take? Who is remind me again? Who the what the Jordan? Uh, Jaden Reed. Reed. Okay. Yeah. You either have Ninjigma or Reed, or you have mm, 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 R Edge or Drew Saunders. Which pairing would you rather have? Would you rather have Smith and Saunders, or would you rather have Reed and Ness?
0: yeah see that's the thing i don't know like all all the other. yeah i mean that that's the problem like we, i mean I, I don't know anything I, about this guy but yeah my point neither is do like, i like I, I get what you're saying though you know is like yes we know in jigba he's white a lock. i guess yeah what regardless like I, I get what you're saying like but we know in jigba is a lock right yeah. i think that's the difference is um, out of every guy in the in in our In our explanation, our example here, the only lock is in Jigba. Like, he's going to be good. He's going to be a pro bowler, potentially. Like, for sure, no doubt about it. Van Ness, we'll see. Jaden Reed, we'll see. But when you start thinking about it objectively, Van Ness and Jaden Reed are the perfect fit for the Packers. Yeah. I want Jackson Smith and Jigba because I'm a fan. (laughs) Because it would be fucking awesome to have him. I
1: do too. I do too. But I don't think I Matt, I've said you the video. You make make the point. I love, I love him. And like if you haven't seen the videos as a listener, his brother gave him one of those bullshit pre-draft or post draft, like recorded interviews, and his brother plays for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it's it's great. It's beautiful. And you just see the kind of character from Jackson as the emotional reaction happens. You can see how good of a person he is based off what his brother is saying and the reaction. And you're just you want him on your team that much more, but back to coach bud this is a business and that's how i now view sports it sucks though as a fan i know
0: yeah that's all like i just wanted i just wanted him you know which is a bad reason for why they (laughs) fucked up like honestly like that's why like i didn't think they had a bad draft like as a fan like you can emotionally feel that but that's not necessarily right anyways let's move to the next team i thought this this is the this is my favorite team no one's talking about is the Steelers? Yeah, I thought they fucking killed it. I thought they were awesome. I loved their their first four picks, home runs for the Steelers. Broderick Jones, tackle out of Georgia. Yup. Jory Porter Jr., my favorite corner, probably number two or three, realistically in the draft. Yup. Uh, I can't say this guy's name first name uh, Keno Benton. Baller, Wisconsin D tackle. And then they just slip onto Darnell Washington. Like, who couldn't be a better <laughs> fit for Pittsburgh specifically? Because now he doesn't even need to worry about being the guy at tight end because they have, um, they already have their boy over Fry there. Muth, Muth, and he can just be a Mercedes Lewis type of blocking, receiving tight end. Just. Uh, home run first four pick in the first four picks in the drafts helped out the defense helped out the offense didn't give up matt your favorite thing a ton of draft capital i loved everything pittsburgh did here
1: loved it dude talk about foundational this should be in the textbook page one 2023 pittsburgh steelers foundational draft they nailed it dude nailed it right took the tackle took the corner right took the took the D tackle and then you fall into a potential generational athlete at tight end who you can develop behind Briarmouth. A plus. Yeah. Absolutely. Great draft. And listen, there's luck in everything. They got lucky. They got very, very lucky. Porter fell, right? We're gonna talk about this team here in a little bit. The commanders, they didn't take Porter because they're absolute morons. So there's <laughs> there's luck involved.
0: There's a lot of luck involved. Yeah. Um, next team on the board was the jets also passed on in Jigba. Fun fact. Um, I was, I, I have nothing on the jets. I didn't think they had a bad draft. I didn't think they had a good draft. I will see about will McDonald McDonald. I thought that was a surprising pick when they took him. Um, I like the center out of Wisconsin. I like it taking the offensive tackle. Um, They were also another team that they couldn't really fuck anything up. So I I don't feel better or worse about their team after this draft.
1: So I'm going to regurgitate some information I got today off um, TikTok. (laughs) TikTok. You know know how uh, credible that is. Um, I don't know anything about technique in football. I referenced it earlier and I probably didn't say it correctly for those of you that actually played football. But The video is talking about um, McDonald at Iowa State being utilized in a um, on on the line set. So, you know, in that crouch position. Again, I don't know the foundation and how he should never have been there. And when Salas called him, he told him, we're getting you out of that and we're going to get you stood up and we're going to get you rushing from the side. Technique, I guess it's like the nine I or the I nine. It's just a different way of rushing, for it, taking you from the DN to the like linebacker position as an actual edge, because he's only two hundred and thirty some pounds. So mm-hmm. he had success at Iowa State in that very like tackle uh, forward facing position, and now he's going to be able to utilize that speed more. Made a lot more sense. I think they probably see high end upside, ten to fifteen sacks out of this kid. Where it was like, hey. Everyone thinks all the the edge rushers are gone. We have, we have this guy as a premier edge rusher at 15. We have to take him because what I told you earlier, I genuinely believe they're just never there. So this could be a really, really sneaky home run.
0: He also could
1: be undersized. Um, we will find out. And it's going to teach me a little bit more about technique and stuff as well.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. I mean, with Salah as the head coach, it does make sense because he would see something like Mm -hmm. that in someone, and he's a proven defensive guru, one would say. Um, Okay, that's good info. I like that. Thank you, TikTok. Thank you, Matt. Um, (laughs) They're they're not the team that's looking to sell their team and (laughs) somehow devaluing their team by the decisions that they're They're making. Talk about the Oakland A's? Yeah, to bring on future talent. Um, I honestly don't have anything to say about this Washington this entire draft besides I, I this is no disrespect to any of the kids out there that got drafted like I just don't get it at all Um we'll see if Forbes is gonna pan out at corner who they took at 16 but I had other guys that I liked more I just don't I, I just don't get what's going on over there
1: yeah I mean they're the Oakland days of the NFL right now Um So Forbes, again, not doing draft series. What I was able to do from the research is uh, this is Boomer Bust. He's a big turnover guy, has the ability to jump routes and just read defenses, but he also like obviously leaves himself open to be taken advantage of because of that, which never translates well as a rookie. We could be wrong. He could be incredible. He could have six, seven, eight interceptions this year, and we could all be like, wow, they're geniuses. But I think the likelihood is he probably struggles And I think when you have Christian Gonzalez who gets taken right after him and you have Joey Porter on the board, you go for one of those two without a doubt before Forbes. We'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean... The fucking Belichick and the Patriots were laughing all the way to the (laughs) bank, dude. Traded all the way back to 17 from 14. Not that that's that far back, but from 14 to 17 to get Christian Gonzalez. And I just counted. They had, I just lost my count. They had about 11 picks in this draft. Um, They also drafted a place kicker, a punter, a couple Mm -hmm. wide receivers, a center um i loved the gonzalez pick for anyone who was taking him especially a team like the patriots he feels like he could be the guy that is the captain like one of the mccourty twins here in like a decade you know what i mean um but like devin McCordy, who's there longer you know that's just like yep that's christian gonzalez he's a patriot he's a staple of this team a leader he is the Patri- like he just fits it just couldn't be a better fit for them to be completely honest i have no idea about any other guy that they took because that's just classic belichick um but just with the gonzalez pick alone you can't be mad about it
1: yeah dude and i you know i thought he was going to the raiders for sure i'm happy for him uh watched his post draft you know interview with his sisters and talk about an awesome human being that you can see from this three to four minute video like you just get a really good sense of who these kids are based off these emotional reactions, and uh, seems like an awesome human being, and seems like he comes from a really good family, and I think that falls right in line with the sentiment that you were saying with the McCourty twins. Like he will lead this team. He is he is the, a patriot, and one hundred percent. Very happy for him to fall into a good organization and an organization that turns out elite level cornerbacks.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, next team is uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know, Lions. That, I, I've got I've got nothing. Nothing. We skipped we skipped the Lions. Well, we oh, we did the Lions. The Lions. Yeah. yeah, we did the Lions. Sorry, yeah, I should have mentioned that we skipped the Lions. We're at the Bucks at nineteen. My bad. I've got nothing on the Bucks. I don't yeah. know much about this Kansas kid. Their entire draft is. I mean, they're going to be bad for five years yeah. and maybe make the Super Bowl. Like I, I don't know. I've got nothing. I'm down to move past them. Um, move past Seattle because we talked about Smith and Jigba and talk this. Okay, so we finally made it to 21, 22, 23, 24. We're, um, excuse me, 20, 21, 22, 23. We're skipping in Jigba, but the run of receivers finally goes off the board and Jigba goes at 20, as we talked about. And then 21, Quinton Johnson to the Chargers. I loved it. What was your thoughts?
1: Matt, I thought there was one chance Johnson didn't work out and I thought it was if he went to the Chargers why I just feel like with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen it's gonna be a challenge for him to fall into the number one role anytime soon and he's the type of player that I feel like needs to be the number one to develop and I'm intrigued to see because I don't necessarily have any you know inside information or film that I watched but he's a bigger wide receiver target share at TCU helped lead TCU. He's going to be filling that number three role at least for this season until Keenan's gone. And even when Keenan leaves, he's a very similar body type to Mike Williams, which is also concerning because you like to shake it up a little bit. So I don't like the fit. I think they should have taken a Zay flowers or a Jordan Ad- um, Addison. I really, really think they needed more of a slot guy or playmaker and allow the bigger receivers on the outside to play. And I know Allen plays the slot a lot. Didn't like the fit. Love the player, not the fit.
0: Um, I don't disagree with your argument. Where I do disagree with why it is a good fit is because this is a pure, pure insurance play here. Oh, okay. You know, why, why did, in my opinion, why did the Chargers lose that playoff game? it's because they didn't have Mike Williams. Got it. Right? Allen's out there catching everything. And yes, they blew the lead, but that offense failed in the second half to get first downs and score more points, right? You can't say, oh, they need defense. They blew a lead. The defense had four fucking interceptions in the first half, okay? Like... This is a team thing. This was a full-blown insurance play, and you said it. Allen's going to move to the slot, and he's going to be on the outside with Williams. They're going to be interchangeable pieces. I think more weapons for a kid like Herbert now is perfect, and Allen will be done. Williams will be done. He'll be coming into his own. At the same time, they draft the kid out of USC Tui piloto. I definitely said that wrong. <laughs> I tried my best, though. Sorry, buddy. Um, insurance. For Bosa, for Mac, this is an insurance top of draft for the Chargers, and I actually loved it because what happens every effing year to the Chargers, right, man? They get bugged by injuries, bro. And they even took the other kid from TCU at wide receiver, Darius Davis, who's another big body receiver, insurance 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 and hopefully these guys pan out i know quentin johnson will be great fantasy wise might be tough this year from us and other fantasy players but for the chargers i thought they knocked it out of the park i love i really did
1: didn't i didn't honestly matt i didn't even think about that and um you're right you're absolutely right that's uh that's a killer i appreciate that yeah
0: i appreciate that now moving on to the next receiver which was Zay flowers right Another great fit, great pick. They just signed Odell Beckham Jr. Um, They, as in the Baltimore Ravens, just signed Odell. um, The day of the draft, Lamar signs. So they're looking great there. Um, They're going to get Bateman back. But similar, right? Insurance, bro. What happens every year to the receivers in Baltimore? They get hurt. Zay Flowers is going to be a really fun fit with Lamar. Um, Excited to see, hopefully, an entirely... Um, healthy offense for the ravens i couldn't be happier about what they did with him took another inside linebacker um yeah basically went defense the rest of the draft the flowers was a win for me though for baltimore
1: so this is i think a great study here they could have gone at they could have gone flowers or adelson Mm -hmm. and they also could have gone porter they chose to give lamar the weapon right yep whereas in the past Packers chose to do what was necessary and take the corner. I'm just using this as an example. I love the pick. You know, you give Lamar all the money, give him everything he needs, right? You Just like we talked about the Eagles, you can find a cornerback, right? You got Humphreys, obviously, which helps and, you know, that's a piece. Still got
0: Jimmy. Still got Peters. Like those boys got a lot to prove. They played like shit last,
1: they're, year. and they're getting older. That's kind of my comment. For was, sure, you could have taken the Porter, right? Because like Porter would have been the guy in, in a year from now. That's like starting with Humphreys. It's the responsible choice. They said screw it. Let's give him the weapons. He's never had the weapons. We're paying him. Let's see what you can do, Lamar. Right? Like go get it. You have everything at your at your fingertips now. And Bateman probably being the number three. Let's be honest, right? Um, at least in, in volume, I think he'll probably play the two role on the outside with Odell, and Zay will probably play the slot. Love this, absolutely! I'm s- I'm so excited to watch the Ravens this year.
0: Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be great. And like, hate it as a Packer fan here for the next team, but the Addison fell right into the Vikings lap, and I think this was interesting. And the more I've thought about the draft, as it's we've had a couple days to digest it, is I think at this point when Addison was there, the Vikings decided. We're running it back, and we're fully committing again to Cousins because we're going to give him an opportunity to get the ball in the hands of our elite playmakers. I think they're going to find a way to get it done with Dalvin Cook and get all that figured out. Um, If not, get really good compensation on the other side of a trade for him. But look, man, they've got Addison. They've got Jefferson. They've got TJ Hawkinson. If they can get everything squared away with Cook, they have Cook. That's the second best offense on paper, in my opinion, in the NFC, right? With cousins, like I, it's 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 top five, definitely top five. But outside of the Philly, like who else do you want? I'm also really high on Addison. I, I really like him. I think he's going to be a great player. I thought he was awesome at SC. I thought he was awesome at Pitt. Um, but they went all in and they just said, "Fine, we're just going to take the best player available and help out Justin Jefferson." So. I thought the pick was great. I thought the rest of their draft was fine. They didn't have a ton of picks. But at the end of the day, their team is still solid. Um, they're on the ropes, though. The, the Vikings are on the ropes.
1: Matt, you remember Isaac Bruce and um, Tory Holt? Of course. Holt, right? Obviously, you know how Tori yeah. Holt is the guy that everyone remembers? And, like, right. Tori Holt's the guy. I think they're both Hall of Famers, correct? Isaac, I'm not sure. Isaac might be, like, fighting for a shot. Anyways, my point here is...
0: I think... I don't know.
1: I'll look. Zay Johnson and uh, Smith, they're Tory Holtz. Adelson's kind of, kind of the Isaac Bruce. Like Isaac Bruce had an incredible career, and he always was just like forgotten about because he was the number two at times. He was the one, and then the two. And I think Adelson's going to have a great career, and it's going to kind of be quiet at times because he's going to be behind Justin Jefferson. But what it's going to do for Justin is it's going to open the door for him to have. More open routes, more deep plays. It's going to open the door for Adelson to have more slant routes. This is a win-win-win for the Vikings. So Bruce is in,
0: but Torrey Holt isn't. Interesting. Really?
1: Okay. And it's this argument, too. Like I was coming into fandom when Torrey was hitting his peak and Bruce was slowing down. So I might be completely smoking the reefer here. No, Um, you're
0: good. I mean, pretty much everyone... The tackle, Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, and mm-hmm. Kurt Warner, and Holt is still a little short.
1: A little short. Well, that makes sense. He came in at the, the end Time of the Time isn't
0: run. helping him either because everyone has ridiculous stats now. Yeah, uh. agreed. agreed.
1: <laughs> uh, but my point, I guess, is that Adelson might be the guy that has a quieter, elite-level career, and it's because he's going to be behind a future Hall of Famer, you know, who is 23, 24. But I think what this does for them is it, it sure up the games where Justin kind of disappeared at times because he got doubled. He got blanketed. Yeah. This yep. is a really, really good pick for what they're already invested in, which is the passing game.
0: Yep. A hundred percent. The next team, New York football giants. Uh, I loved the pick. They got banks all the way at 25. That's huge. They needed it for the defense, flipped it around the second round, got a center and then got Jalen Hyatt in the third round. I couldn't believe that, man. I couldn't believe he fell the way he did. I haven't seen anything on why he fell, but I, as we talked about, I just, I'm really like him. I think he's going to be a really good player. So I think it's a steal for, um, the giants with Tennessee wide receiver. Um, I thought they had a good draft. I, I'm happy. Hyatt in the third round, they got to figure out what they're going to do with Saquon Barkley, but on paper, can't be upset about getting a really good corner, a solid center, in a little bit of a weaker center class, and then, in my opinion, one of the top 10 receivers in the draft.
1: Yeah, well, and Danny's got an arm. You know, we kind of sell Danny For short sure. a lot. And if you remember back to Darius Slayton's rookie year when he was throwing dimes, um, or not so much of a dime, you know, he was missing Slayton a lot. But when he would hit Slayton, there was big time plays. And this gives them an opportunity to really change this element of this team. And it takes them to the third level, right? We talk about levels a lot here. And they've been a first and second level team for the last couple of years. This takes them to the third level. This could really, really change their offense. But they're in the same division as the Eagles. So it doesn't much matter.
0: Doesn't matter. Um, What does matter is the next pick. This is, in my opinion, better than the trade at the top of the draft. Baltimore, Baltimore, Buffalo trades up, gets Dalton Kincaid at 26. I thought that was the trade of the first round. They knew what they needed. They needed another weapon on offense out there in Buffalo to help out Allen. Now, it wasn't a running back, Matt, but they weren't going to jump to 12, right, to go get Gibbs. I thought this was the trade of the draft them going up there and getting Kincaid. The rest of the draft isn't sexy. I like it, but I thought that move to go get their guy in the first round was worth everything.
1: Yeah. If you can't stop your number one enemy, mimic him, right? Like, yep. The, that's real. That's really all I got to say about this. At this point, we got to do what you're doing because what we're doing isn't working yep. and get the elite level tight end and let's just have our battles. Let's go at it.
0: Yep. I mean, hundred percent, and look look at Cincinnati. They're the same way. They got good mm-hmm. tight ends too. Um, I thought it was great. Once again, the rest of the draft is well TBD. But to go and get Kin- Kincaid, might he he has a potential to be the offensive rookie of the year? Like he's that that solid, especially now in that offense with Buffalo well, and Josh Allen.
1: And Knox is still there. Like this adds a, an 100%. element and a dimension for them that I think even drafting the next best available wide receiver can't. This is a home run.
0: Well, Matt, and let's not think about the fact that moving to the next team, they literally traded right in front of the team that was taking Kincaid. Like the Cowboys were taking Kincaid. No doubt about it. Um, I did like the Bozzie Smith pickup. I also wasn't too upset about them taking uh, Shoemaker out of Michigan either. Um, But at the end of the day, the Cowboys are still the Cowboys, man. They're in the same spot. The best pick in the best video of the draft was Deuce Vaughn's dad calling him. Matt, I will let you know right now, Deuce Vaughn will be a waiver wire pickup at some point this year. He is absolutely electric. The only problem is I think he's shorter than Darren Sproles, but he is a very, very good running back. The frame is just not an NFL size, but he can catch the ball. He's going to be the perfect offset for um, Tony Pollard this year. But overall, I, I'd give them an average. I, I, my feeling is average about the Cowboys after this.
1: Yeah, I saw a couple of A grades on them. Uh, CBS tossed an A grade on them. And everyone that I had talked to kind of laughed at what the Cowboys did. And we like CBS. So I'm intrigued to look <laughs> back And a couple I don't
0: of think these. they did anything wrong. They checked every box. They got a D tackle, needed it. Got a tight end, needed it. Inside linebacker, needed it.
1: Well, and Matt... The kid from Michigan, right? We we know what Kincaid is. He's a different breed. All the kids, all these tight ends. Meyer, all the kids the Packers took. Laporta. Just throw them in a hat, shake it up, and take one out. And I'm glad they didn't reach here on Meyer, knowing that same concept I said is probably true, which is the, the variance of difference between these kids is probably very thin. Why not just go out and get the defensive tackle? Continue to sure up this defense. Give Parsons a guy. And know what you need. So I will really love to look back on this Cowboys draft and see because a lot of the names I have absolutely no idea about.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. Like, but you can't be mad about it. Like, just because you don't know, it's like, yeah. At least they didn't take the names that you're laughing at them over. Yeah, you know what I'm laughing at is that they got jumped on Kincaid, and that's that's why I said that was the trade of the draft for Buffalo. Like Mm -hmm. this was their number. That they showed up there, saying he's going to be on the team, and they went out there and got him. I respect that, especially for a contending team. Now, next was Jacksonville, Matt. They had about 12 effing picks on here. But you know what they did? They shirted it up. Offensive tackle, tight end, another running back, linebacker, DN, safety, outside linebacker. They got pretty much every position you could possibly get. But them taking Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma, I thought was great. They need to keep protecting Trevor Lawrence. Um, didn't give up too much draft capital. Similar sentiment. Don't know a ton of these guys here on the latter half of the draft. But I, I'm overall, I'm happy with what they did.
1: Well, they lose Taylor to the Chiefs, right? Right tackle's gone. Um, sure up the foundation. Big piece of this episode tonight. And they bring in competition. And I think with a young emerging team, it's very important to not allow the current players in their current roles to just feel like, hey, we've made it, this is us, this is our team, constant competition. I think Doug Peterson you know, knows the league enough now to understand that like, we can't get complacent. This We have to continue this trajectory and we have to continue to compete every day. And it starts in practice, it starts in camp. That's what they're doing, spreading out the picks, bringing in competition, absolutely love what they did.
0: Yeah, me too. Um. Also loved Cincy, man. God, I wish. Like, I'm obviously a Ravens fan, but do you know I I mess around with Cincy, <laughs> dude? And they got Miles Murphy at 29 to put him on the opposite side of. Is it Erickson the the, the other end for them? The white dude who doesn't wear gloves. I think it's Erickson. Like, yeah, I can't think of his
1: name. It's like I think it's Eric. It's it's not Hawkinson, but it's no. Like- I
0: think it's Erickson. I'm gonna go with Erickson. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but they got him. DJ Turner out of Michigan is a solid cornerback. Jordan Battle, safety from Alabama, and then don't sleep on Chuck Jones. I was watching. I just happened to be watching the draft when they picked Charlie Jones, and I totally remember watching this kid go the fuck off on Penn State um they had they kept having porter run around trying to catch him and he kept motioning off him like cooper cup like in motion and doing all this crazy stuff he was so sick dude this little like six foot white guy chuck jones um i could see him chuck maybe jones. his name's charlie but i'm calling him chuck um I, i've I, regardless i don't know if we'll make the roster with t higgins and all these guys but the first three picks are our home runs to me by the cincinnati this late in the draft trey hendrickson Hendrickson. Yeah, you're right. It was you were Hawkinson. I said, Erickson, we were close, We were close. but still to put up Murphy across from him, Matt, that's that's big, big. They need that for their defense. They lost safety. So battle potentially has a chance over there. Um, and I think they either lost a corner or going to at the end of this season.
1: Well, we talk about this a lot. They're going to have to pay people. So yeah, Hendrickson was a guy that we knew they're probably going to lose when that time comes and blah, 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 blah. Foundation. They did their job. They didn't reach, you know. They didn't go out and take Meyer, like they could have, right? Sure up tight end, you know, do this and do that, right? They did what they needed. Foundation, love that.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, New Orleans took Breesy, or sorry, I think I skipped one, but we already covered it, right? Oh no, yeah, we're gonna skip Nolan Smith next. Um, we New Orleans took Breesy, to, uh, D tackle out of Clemson. Whatever about him, I don't yeah. know. I'm kind of whatever about. New Orleans total entire draft. I do like the running back, Ken Miller out of TCU. I know I brought up last um oh how could I how could I forget? I almost knocked my camera over. This is fucking awesome. For the viewers out there, I said Jay Kainer, right? Like could be the Russell Wilson of this year. Um now after where they drafted him, I'm not sure. But one of the cooler stories out of the draft, they take the Fresno State quarterback, really high upside prospect to go back up. Derek Carr in his first year in New Orleans, like top five story out of the whole NFL draft for me. Super cool. I don't know. Ladies from Fresno, know a lot of people that live there now. It's kind of close to family for me. Um, I just thought that's just awesome. Like, how cool is that? They have Jake are going and backing up um, Derek Carr, Stetson Bennett backing up Matt Stafford in LA. Like, that's awesome, man. Love to see it.
1: Yeah, the stories. And then you talk about um, Packers quarterback. Uh, what is it Sean the big red dog Clifford Clifford Sean Clifford which yeah. you know people are like oh we he didn't even have a, a draft grade on him he was going to be an un, undrafted free agent and this and that screw this you like your guys go get your guys the backups are really important in this league how have we forgotten about that you know it's a longer season anyways before I go on the rant absolutely love the Saints and what they did love the story great for Fresno Good for a car. Give him a little bit of like comfort as well as the ability to be a mentor. I think that helps on the field leadership if you're doing it in the quarterback room. And he knows his job is secure. This kid is simply there to be a backup quarterback. Big time, big time love.
0: Yeah, I do want to say Clifford the Big Red Dog might have won a. Rose Bowl to one of those six years he played at Penn State, but I'll have to look. um That's neither here nor well, there. We're you know how track.
1: people, you know how the scouts yeah, are, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, no, they for sure. I mean, they, I didn't
0: love him either, but you know, whatever.
1: Well, who cares? It's a fifth round pick. I might as well just, you know, walk outside and ask someone to play football. Fifth yeah, round. I, mean, I,
0: wish, I mean, I wish. Let's be honest. I, I I wish it was. I wish it was Hayner to Green Bay. He would have been <laughs> our savior.
1: Um, all right, let's get the last team,
0: KC took a dn i'm not gonna try and pronounce his last name uh he actually had really good draft grades and when i was reading on him he <laughs> that actually might be a freaking steal they're at 32 but then they got uh Rasheed rice out of smu wide receiver um I'll, i'm gonna give them an average grade kansas city they didn't do anything to wow you this year no one fell in their lap and they're now in the revolving cycle of being great all the time so you just kind of get what you get and can't throw a fit being good all the time um yeah, I don't know. I I don't have too many thoughts on them.
1: Rice. Uh, I got a little insight from my buddy who's in deep with fantasy football dynasties. Um, loves rice. Compton hmm. uh, Dwayne Bowe. Now, if you remember Dwayne Bowe, he had you know not the best quarterback play around him, not down the field play from sure. LSU. This kid is maybe the first number one outside wide receiver that Patrick Mahomes has had. And in regards <laughs> like that, to huh? body type, right? He he's gonna play the one outside while Mahomes plays everything else inside. And I think that's something we haven't seen with a Patrick Mahomes offense yet. If you think about size, Robinson has kind of been his biggest wide receiver, and then it's been a bunch of little guys and Travis Kelsey. So don't sleep on Rice. We could see some really intriguing things this season and like actually more of a traditional offense at times you know, maybe just the scheming rice, might play. I mean, he, he's going to have the opportunity on
0: side of, uh, MVS. You know what I mean? Like he's going to have a shot to get out there on the field, tough for a rookie, especially going into an offense. That's that well established, but good to know. Good to track. Maybe I'll draft him this year. Who fucking knows?
1: Yeah, I think maybe like he might be that pickup later. Yeah, late. where you're like, hey, we'll see. And then all of a sudden, week three, you're like, holy crap. First game, he into. catches
0: three touchdowns. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm
1: glad I had him on the bench. Let's
0: go. Dude. Let's <laughs> yeah. trade him now.
1: Trade him now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not catching another one.
0: <laughs> all right, dude. Let's wrap it up. We went long, but like you said, it's the draft. It's that time of the year. We're going to have a lot of downtime here pretty soon. But um, we appreciate all of you guys. We'll see you next week. You can follow us. On our socials at Pitcher Bet Pod, me at Matt underscore guest, Matt Morris at Matt underscore E underscore Morris on Twitter, and we'll see you guys next week. Cheers.